0: Friends, you know this, but there's more than one perspective in the gospels. Four different narrators, four different points of view, four different, slightly different characterizations of Jesus emphasizing what that preacher wanted us to know, what that preacher wanted us to hear. Four resurrection stories. In Mark's gospel, Mark's perspective.
1: Mark's Jesus. Which Jesus is Mark talking about? Which Jesus are we talking about? Are we
0: talking about this Jesus?
1: Or are we talking about this Jesus? There are as many images of Jesus as there are cultures and
0: and races of people. You go to China and you can see a Chinese image of Jesus. You go to Ethiopia or to Rome where the Coptic church is and you can see an Ethiopian looking Jesus. But that white Jesus, that one with the blonde hair and the blue eyes, that's the one that dominates our nation's image of Jesus. In fact, when I was pastoring a church in Trenton, and dared to hang a dreadlocked Jesus on my wall. Guess who didn't like that Jesus? Some of the old black people. They were like, Jesus was not black. They were not ready (laughs) when I said, yes, yes he is. But it's not just the images of Jesus, right? It's not just what he looks like, it's the different theologies of Jesus, the Christologies of Jesus, the ethics of Jesus. It's actually really what we say we believe about Jesus, what we claim to believe about the life of Jesus, the lessons of Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus in the way, to follow Jesus all along the way, to fierce love, and I think it's fair to say, that there's no clear consensus in the church about what it means to follow in Jesus's footsteps, to follow along the way, all the way, from Bethlehem to the cross. I think it's fair to say that there is no consensus in the church about how to love like Jesus loved, to live like Jesus
1: lived. Our Christian faith can lead to totally different behaviors. For example,
0: do we stand up for justice and protest like
1: this? Or do we protest like this? All the people climbing those walls, all the people breaking their way into the Capitol, most of the people,
0: in that insurrection felt that they were following Jesus, that they are being faithful. Folks claiming that Jesus is their mentor, their rabbi, their Lord, their savior, they've made some interesting choices all throughout history. The Crusades, faithful people making a choice about Jesus, torturing Muslims because they don't believe in Jesus. The annihilation of the Jews in the Holocaust, Choices made by people who believe that they they are following Jesus. The coming across the seas to America to take the land from the people who lived here. The doctrine of discovery, the manifest destiny in the name of Jesus by people who believe in Jesus. The rising of the clan during the time of reconstruction, lynchings, hangings, people on trees like strange fruits. In the name of Jesus riding in the cross of Jesus, burning crosses in the name of Jesus. Killing black folks, indigenous folks, beating up Chinese folks, stoning gay and trans folks in the name of Jesus. I'm trying to figure out
1: which Jesus they talking about. Which Jesus? are they talking about? Today,
0: over Easter brunch, a bunch of folks are gonna be sitting around drinking mimosas and eating Easter rolls and having some ham and some cheese quiche. And they're gonna be thinking, well, if George Floyd just hadn't been sassy, he'd still be alive. Derek Chauvin and his family, Are likely gonna sit around and have dinner together? And though his wife left him because she knew what time it was, a lot of them, a lot of his friends, a lot of his homies are gonna be thinking, man, you did what you had to do. You did what you're supposed to do. Those people can't be managed unless we take them down. Many families will be sitting around with two proteins on their plate, ham and turkey and they will not be asking themselves questions about why some people make less than 15 dollars an hour they will not wonder about why some people won't have any food on the table at all they won't ask themselves questions about why some women work and work three jobs to pay for their children to live why women still make 70 five cents on the dollar to men, if they're white, that is, less than that if they're black or brown, they will not ask themselves questions about God's economy while they enjoy their fabulous, well-lived lives. While they thank God for the resurrection and the triumph of new life. I'm just wondering what Jesus they talking about. Let me take us back to Mark for a minute. Remember I said that these four gospel writers have four different perspectives. They have different emphases about the Jesus that they're telling us about. John's, Jesus knows all the things it's like, He knows Jesus be knowing stuff in John's gospel, has the sense of who he is and what his purpose is. Luke's Jesus is all about the women and the children and putting the people on the margins in the middle. Matthew really wants us to understand that Jesus is the Messiah that has been prophesied from the Hebrew scriptures. And so he's always saying, as it was said, as it was said. And for Mark's Jesus, there's a sense of immediacy. This first gospel is like terse and quick and short. You can read the whole thing in an hour. Jesus is on the move, calling us into action, calling us into life. And in the end, this Mark who doesn't tell us anything about nativity doesn't say that much about resurrection. In fact, though a couple of times in the scripture, Jesus foretells this rising from the dead in three days, When you get to the end of the oldest manuscripts of Mark's gospel, there are no words, no words about encountering a brought back to life Jesus. The women see the empty tomb, look through the rolled away stone place, look through the opening, see a young man, an angel, speaking to them about Jesus not being there and they are told you're looking for Jesus and he is not here, he has been raised. This is such a startling thing to them, such a frightening, awe-inspiring thing to them that they run away terrified. They say nothing. They leave the stage empty and they don't speak. Now, to be sure, eventually the story gets told, that's why we know it, when Mark leaves us holding the bag, if you will, he leaves us with a cliffhanger,
1: the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers, if you will, ain't nothing happening. It's just, it's just emptiness. There's no
0: calling of Mary's name and she turning because Jesus recognizes her and she's confused and then finally recognizes him. There's no road to Emmaus conversation between two disciples who then find themselves talking to Jesus and are surprised as Jesus? No, there's no touching of wounds. There's no discovery. There's no walking through the wall in the upper room and my goodness, here he is. There's no
1: fish served on the Sea of Galilee, proof texting that Jesus is alive. It's just, he has been raised.
0: He is not here. He is not entombed in this quick, hasty made grave by Joseph of Arimathea. He is not here in hell. He is not here trapped in empire culture. He is not here bound by your fear or the fear of others. He is not here. Jesus is not here on this Renaissance painting. He is not here in the Pieta looking helpless and soft. He is not in your blonde and blue-eyed pictures. Heck, he's not even in the dreadlock painting on my wall in Trenton. He has been raised. He has been resurrected. He has been raised. Anastasis, it says in the Greek. He has been lifted up. He is standing up. He is standing up against the powers and principalities. He is standing outside of the expectations of culture, his culture and our culture. He is not here in our small minds. He is not here in our fanny packs or pockets. He is not a talisman or a rabbit's foot. He has been raised, he is heaven bound. He is not with us in the space of our limited imaginations to make a reign of God on earth. He is the reign of God on earth.
1: That's the Jesus I'm talking about. It's
0: easy to come here year after year and to sing Jesus Christ is risen today and to live still as though we serve a dead Messiah, hanging on a cross, to live still, as though God isn't God all day, every day, all the time, to live as though the raised one didn't rise up to raise all of us, to get all of us to rise up, all of us, each of us, to stand up for what is love, to stand up for what is right, to stand up for the holy, to stand up for God's vision of a healed and whole world. We don't get any of us to sit at our tables and crack open Easter eggs without having our hearts cracked open for the suffering and the left out and the downtrodden. We don't get to any of us sing about the triumphant holy day without imagining that every day we're asked to be holy, holy, holy. In the spaces where we're frightened, holy. In the spaces where we've lost our vision for truth, holy. In the spaces where we think we don't want to cause trouble,
1: holy, get into some good holy trouble. In the name of the resurrected one. It isn't a philosophical resurrection. It isn't an ethereal resurrection.
0: It isn't this text, this story, asking us to believe in dead men walking. This story is asking us not to be dead ourselves. Not to live dead lives. Not to live with dead hope, not to live with dead expectations, not to live with dead, dying, oppressive
1: systems, but instead to rise up ourselves and insist
0: on a culture that represents God's reign on earth. Insist on justice for trans and queer people, insist on an economy that feeds the poorest of us, insist on immigration laws that take care of the immigrants because we follow an immigrant along the way, to insist that women be believed about their bodies and they have the right to make choices of their bodies, to insist that we care for the ultimate mother, which is Mother Earth. It is our job to live as though we are the resurrection,
1: as though we are the anastasis of God. The Jesus I'm talking about
0: is the one that makes us get in the streets. The Jesus I'm talking about is the one that made us write hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of postcards to drive love into our election process. The Jesus I'm talking about takes mommies and daddies and their little kids out in the world to live as little Love wins because it will when we live that way. The Jesus I'm talking about is the one that challenges us not only to do this love and justice in the streets, but in the hardest place of all, which is in our intimate relationships. Come on, people, let's be honest. It's easier for me to pick up a sign and go protest than it is sometimes to tell the people I'm closest to, that hurts me when you do that. I'm offended when you say that. I think that's kind of wrong when you do that. We don't want to judge. We don't want to cause trouble. We don't want to offend, and we don't want to stand outside of comfort. The Jesus I'm talking about got uncomfortable enough to get up
1: on a tree and die. To die for what he stood for. To die for what he believed in
0: to die for his father's, our father's, our mother's plan for the world, the boule of the world, to turn into God's full intention. I'm not asking you to get on a cross, but I'm inviting you to get in the game. I'm reminding you, you are the body of the Jesus. I'm talking about, you are the hands, the feet, the heartbeat of the Jesus I'm talking about. God is resurrected in you, love is resurrected in you, light is resurrected in you, peace is resurrected in you. Rise up and be God's hands and feet and heartbeat on this earth because that is our calling. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the resurrection people. I
1: believe in resurrection because I believe in you. You're what I'm talking about. Come on people. Let's live a life, a resurrection life that heals
0: our souls and the world. That other Jesus, that I don't do justice Jesus, that I'm of the empire, Jesus, that division is meant to be, Jesus, that violent kill the people, Jesus, that racist
1: white supremacist, Jesus, needs to stay in the grave. So we can rise up in love, amen.